I respect you, but I, I don't know. I want to <laughs> I wanna buy some French players. <laughs> I respect you, but... Oh, I mean, the title of the episode. I respect <laughs> you, but I want to get some French merchandise on my team. That's like... <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Don't Talk If You Don't Know, EMEA Episode 2. Luckily for me, I'm with many knowers here for the guest for today's episode. Alan ZQ, of course. Our usual co-host, Kevin Parker, who popped off at Vegas, and Noel, who also popped off at Vegas. I have both, uh, I think, the two best EMEA players of Vegas here with me today for episode two. Alan, you're our co-host. How, how have you been doing this last week? How has TFT been for you? Hey, I've been doing amazing. Uh, very looking forward for the next episode. And man, the next GC, I'll get to finally compete. So definitely better than the last time. Don't get, don't get too excited. We'll see how it goes. You know, let's, <laughs> let's have some, some calm expectations for now. Uh, Kevin, how you been? Obviously, since Vegas, you had a, a huge breakout moment, at least for the international scene. Uh, in EMA, we've known what you've been doing for a long time. How has all of post-Vegas and all of Set 10 been for you? I mean, Set 10 is great. I uh, I did okay in GSC 1 as well. I got, I got Day 3. didn't do that well on Day 3. But uh, yeah, I mean... I, I kind of like the new patch as well, actually. And I mean, I, I even thought the one before was okay because I like AD patches. I'm, I'm I'm just comfortable with AD. So yeah, I've been I've been doing good. And you have a new team, high rollers. A lot to talk about. We'll, we'll go more in depth on your story a bit later on. Noel, how have you been? You were obviously a beast in set seven. That's when I, I first knew your name. I think everyone in EMEA. You came back in Vegas after a bit of a break competitively, and then showed that I think you still have the skill to be among the best in EMEA. So really happy to have you here today and really happy to hear more about just your journey because I think you have one of the most unique stories compared to most other competitors. Thank you. Yeah, I'm quite happy that I made day three, GSC one as well. And I, I feel like this this set is quite unique because I, I also won the TRC tournament. So I'm hoping to make it to day three, GSC two as well and, and to make it to regionals. That, that, that's my goal. I'm going a bit more in depth with the intro, especially for you two, Kevin Parker and Noel, because I think Alan, most people that, that watch me and that watch my stuff should know Alan. I think we're, we're quite linked with our content, especially with TFT now. But with you, Noel, you had a really great set in set seven in Dragonlands. You really popped off. You were kind of the Hungarian of the sets, let's say, uh, that you kind of followed that, that trend that Saudi had in set six. And then a lot of things happened in real life for you. You got married, you're a lawyer that, you know, is a practicing lawyer and everything. Um, how has the, the journey after Set 7 been? How have you been balancing real life with TFT? What is your kind of big picture commitment to TFT right now? Yeah, it, it was kind of hard because after Set 7 Words, uh, I was, you know, hoping to keep playing on the, on the same uh, level that I was playing. But uh, at the same time, it was kind of hard juggling real life and competitive TFT as well. So yeah, after a few sets, I'm trying to, to come back stronger and just stay on the same level and make it to words once again. Yeah, Andrew, a really good start. Uh, Alan, were you watching back in set seven? Did, did you know Noel at all until like no? Vegas like I, I right. like pretty much I am I was watched until set nine. I know nothing like TFT. I'm between a set. Two set 3.5 didn't exist to up up until night for me. Okay, okay. So now we're you're gonna get filled in on a lot of details because yes, Noel was a beast in set seven, and then he just he just vanished for a bit, and now he came back and like, oh, Noel's Noel's still here and popping off and still very skilled. Kevin, you've been around for a long time. I think Alan should know you from even way back before he was committing as hard in set nine. You've always been considered more of a ladder warrior than a, than a, a tournament warrior. Maybe that's changing with Vegas, obviously. 
where do you think you are right now in your TFT journey? A lot of people just see you still now as an up and comer, despite all your success in the past, because it seems like you have just a lot more potential to, to continue improving so much. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I kind of feel like I'm I might just be at the like start of my journey. Even I I haven't won a tournament yet. I mean, I went second at Vegas, but I haven't won anything yet. I didn't go to Worlds, so mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not done here. <laughs> That's good to hear. That's, that's the, the positive, optimistic approach I think that you should be taking, especially after Vegas. I think Vegas, not just from your the scope perspective, but the way you popped off, the way kind of all the storylines uh, came together in, in that game four, I think no one will be forgetting your name for a long time. So it'll be great to see. Intro out of the way. I think now we're all on board with, with who everyone is, at least people that are watching from NA especially. Talking about uh, the news and updates that we've had in the NBA, uh, there's a lot to talk about. We didn't do a GSC uh, review episode like NA usually does, so we didn't talk about uh, GSC at all. We didn't talk about the, the who won. We didn't talk about who was in the top 16. So let's just very quickly look at uh, that top 16. This is before the final game. So obviously, Batik was the winner, but I wanted to include this list because it just had more players overall. Starting with you, Alan, did you watch GSC? Did you watch the day oh, three? I did. Any players that really jump out at you that, that really you thought performed at a high level or that you were kind of surprised to see here in this top 16? I mean, not a surprise, but uh, I was most impressed by Skipa Osaka Forestman. Mm -hmm. He was playing like a beast. He played so many cool comps mm -hmm. and made it to the top three nicely. On and the complete opposite opposite spectrum, uh, we have the Zara, the Disco man himself. <laughs> we'll see if the Disco will be good enough for him this time. I know, Ali, you were flaming people for having disco disease, but still, Zoro did, <laughs> did pretty good the entire tournament. Uh, Kevin, you were laughing at the Skipeus mention. Any, any, anything to talk about there? No, I, just, I was just laughing okay. about the forest, man. Uh, do you want, do you want to explain what, yeah. uh, what the meaning of this is? The whole meme that uh, oh, the whole Alan meme, the homeless, he, he, he just leaves with his uh, with his backpack, all good. He's coming to Lad as long as he has just a place to uh, drop down his uh, backpack. We'll talk about the Leipzig Land later. Maybe it'll be a good fit for for Skipage's lifestyle. Um, Kevin, any names that jumped out to you from from this list here? Biggest surprise for me: no German players whatsoever in this top sixteen. Uh, is that a surprise for you? Yeah, kind of. Honestly, I, uh, I I would have expected some of them to be able to make it at least. But yeah, we we definitely didn't perform up to our expectations. I would say I, I could have definitely seen Salvi or what jungler in there. Okay, I'm oh. gonna throw in. Hold on, I'm gonna throw in. I'm not surprised at all. Go on, though. Sorry. Okay, Alan. The one time there's actually two Polish okay. players in the top eight, you're talking shit. And then every other GSC when there's 17 German players in the final day. We are not talking about quiet. other GSCs. We are talking about this one. We'll see. We'll see this weekend. We're we're starting to get the, the trash talk going. I like it. Noel, no Hungarians, but I think Hungary is obviously a smaller country. Can't really fight uh, with the, the Titans in in the EMEA scene. Um, any names that jumped out to you? I know there's a, a few newcomers in this list that maybe players like didn't have any. Any you know eyes on like Marwan, for example, from Morocco. The comeback of Safo, for example, was an OQ warrior, but not really GSC warrior. He did really well. Any name to jump out? Personally, I'm glad that Kazman is doing good <laughs> in tournaments. So it's nice to see that he's he's top 16. It's funny because we had kind of a caster synergy with Wild Rumble, especially as it started. We were always kind of the same, about to get eliminated at the same time. We're talking a lot, and yeah, really happy to see him doing so well and a few other non-players let's say that we'll talk about later in the power rankings who also have been popping off this set but it's always really good to see players that don't full-time dedicate themselves to competing that can still show every now and then that hey they have what it takes to still fight 
uh, among the best. Next topic conversation, of course, is going to be discriminational. It's a big thing that's happening this week. Obviously, I was the one behind it, so I'm not going to pat myself on the back too much, but I think it's an idea that we've been talking with a few German players, like Sasa, for example, a few others for a long time, where I think EMEA needed some kind of person to be kind of a dad figure and do all the boring administrative organizational stuff to make sure that at the region, players have a chance to improve and get better and, and all that kind of stuff. So that was my idea. The event for anyone that has not been keeping up on Twitter is essentially a scrim tournament. It goes from Monday to Thursday prior to GSC, which is happening this weekend. So it's still running now. There's still uh, players that are not watching this podcast that are instead jamming games on the server. And essentially you have 10 games to play, but Alan, do you want to go over the formats and just overall how, how it worked for you? Yeah, should have shut down for the podcast uh, duration. So they Believe me, that was my initial idea on Monday, but <laughs> I don't want to be mean. I mean, uh, like the call uh, organization was been uh, was awesome. You just hop in on the Discord when you go for that to set set up your unique, uh, you get into the form, and you just hop on the Discord, hop on the TR, and play the games. It's been amazing. Very little downtime. The game, the duration between the games is shorter than the queue itself, and the game's quality is higher. So like there is like aside of not gaining LP, where there are still prizes. So you have stuff to play for, even if you don't play for practice itself. It's just win-win. There is no downsides to play playing there. It's just perfection. And that was the, the main idea. There was a, there have been scrim initiatives in the past, uh, mostly run by uh, the French community and some of the French players. But from what I've heard, they're not very consistent when they run them. And when they do run them, no flame, but they're maybe a bit elitist in terms of who they accept and who they want to scrim with and stuff <laughs> like this, which is not great for... I think the rest of the region and kind of like the, the newcomers or players that haven't yet proven themselves to that level to improve uh, with everyone else. So that was the main idea here. Keep it as transparent as possible as long as the quality doesn't dip. So always having just GSC qualified players or players that are proving themselves on, on ladder. And as you mentioned, Alan, there are prizes. Uh, thank you to Riot Max, who is in charge of all head of esports for EMEA. He's a beast. We got to bond a lot during our drive from LA to Vegas in the middle of the night. And so he reached out to Alan and me and told us, hey, we have these passes for the Cactus GG LAN. It'll be happening in set 11 in Leipzig. How can you give these out to players? Try and think of a format, and this is what I came up with. And I think it solves a lot of different problems we had in the MEA. So hopefully it's been a success. Noel, have you had a good experience overall with the scrims, you would say? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, my, my scores are not that great so far, but it's, it's definitely good practice. So way better than ranked. Uh, you don't lose uh, like 100 RP uh, in Master Lopez. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there is a lot of upside. Uh, but yeah, there is still two days. So I'm, I'm trying to play as, as many games as I possibly can. You better not be playing while we're, while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know, I'm, I'm overrolling now for setup in shows at all. If you see anything in Noel's like eye or posture, let me know. You can you can rat him out, <laughs> Kevin. For you, any feedback you want to give? Any negatives about the scrimmitational? Anything you think can be improved upon for the next edition? That I will be trying to host these before every tournament. It is a lot more work than I mm -hmm. thought, but I will try and make that promise. Maybe with a few less fancy stuff, but at least the bare bones stuff will, will work out. But any feedback for the next one, Kevin? I mean, I don't have any negative feedback. It, like it will just all be positive. Really, yeah. it's. I mean, this is we practice. Just. <laughs> Just just the fact alone that we were able to play the patch with good players before the patch is out, you know, makes it a lot less stressful as a player to mm -hmm. prepare for the patch because otherwise we would only have like two and a half days 
which is obviously not not a long time to prepare for a, a patch for a, such an important tournament. So yeah, just like I, I played like ten games yesterday, and uh, that that definitely. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give a shout out, or maybe an, I don't know if it was a good shout out or a bad one, but there's a few players who have been playing. Uh, maybe a degenerate amount of games since the scrimmage started, and two of those players at the top of my head, TST Arzu, one of the Mena players, and Zbroysen, they've both played over 30 games, over 30 scrim matches, so I think the queues must be pretty fluid for that to be a possibility. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a lot. <laughs> and there are, the prizes, the way they work, you play 10 games minimum, and out of those 10 games, the best six results count for your AVP, and those count for prizes. Right now, I think players like Zulanash and Chuso and a few others, are, and Coco as well, are doing really well. So they'll be winning one of these competitor passes that are worth 175 euros each. So actually pretty decent if you're planning on going anyway, or if you have a friend you want to sell a ticket to, it'll be fine as well. It'll be happening April 5th to 7th in Leipzig in Germany. Uh, Kevin, I assume you're going for sure? Yes, I, I have a ticket. I'm definitely going. Noel? I don't think so. Not this time, probably. And are you close? Are you close? Is the AVP good enough? You think? Oh no, no, no! I'm probably like the last person in the score sheet. So okay, no it's just good practice then. Your testing. maybe I will. Maybe I will. Buy hey, I'm well, holding cards right there, homie. I've yeah, been testing a lot. Alan was alone, and, and Noel said, "I got you, bro. Don't worry." But it's a really cool land. Um, it's kind of gonna, gonna kind of be like the early 2000s, like massive warehouse lands where it's not just TFT. It's not like an official circuit. It's not like this professional looking thing. It'll be just. Huge rows of tables, people just bring their PCs and they play any kind of games they want with this TFT being something that will be uh, available to be played and will be a tournament to be run. And the winner of this tournament gets a direct qualification to the finals of set 11. Actually a lot at stake and a pretty big price pool, $30,000 or euros rather. Uh, not too bad at all. So if anyone is a competitor, hasn't heard about this yet, go to TFT Esports EMEA, the official Twitter account for EMEA. Scroll down and you'll find information. Or if not, on the Rising Legends website, I think there should be something there uh, as well. But we can move on to patch 14.3, which is the patch that we've been playing since Monday, thanks to the PBE cycle on Tournament Realm. And you guys have all been playing games. I've been adding uh, scores to spreadsheets and doing stats 24 hours a day. But for you guys that have been playing, Alan, starting with you, biggest changes, biggest things that jump to mind from these these huge screen games you play? I'm broke every game. If I don't have her still, I can't go unless I'm on some fat streak, I can't go wait on 4-2. Like cranks are extremely broke for me. Like on average I'm getting three to sometimes if I ever six gold from cracks. It's being rough. Like I find myself more into the rerolls now than going into eight without heart still because this is, this is not it. Like, if you have no HP and you try to push 8 and you don't hit roll down, it's over. It's, you're not going to cave. Would you say it makes Heart Steel even more important, kind of like with the streak changes where all of a sudden Heart Steel, you know, became even more relevant in stage 2 and 3? Streak changes weren't as bad because Krugs were, were more full, but they did something. I, unless my, like, I just had the really bad variance with the Krugs, but like after I was scouting, everyone were, in, were poor when I was poor. But the other people had like some sort of either streak or they had the hard steal and they were get credits. I didn't. Uh, therefore, I was just poor. Before, like my cracks could give me up to between even 12 to uh, between 6 to 12 gold. Now, if I get 6, I, I feel lucky. Kevin, do you agree that's the most important uh, change of the patch? Are there any trade changes or anything else you want to mention that you think is, is a good change that you're happy to see as a competitor in terms of, you know, variability for this weekend? 
I, I, I'm definitely happy they buffed Caitlyn, first of all, because Caitlyn's kind of unclickable last patch, uh, almost. Or, I mean, not unclickable, but, you know, she wasn't very satisfying. And, yeah, I do agree that you feel a lot broker. Also, like, I, I think Caitlyn plus Ezreal duo carry might be better now, again, than Ezreal Zed. I mean, you you might want to be able to flex between the two, like, make flexible items for, for Zed and Caitlyn. If that's possible, even though Zed wants healing and Caitlyn... Usually it doesn't, but yeah. Are you fitting eight bit back on the board for Caitlyn? Just Garen. Yeah. Noel, are you a hard steel enjoyer? Is there something else you've been? Are you are you a disco enjoyer? Maybe like Zoro? Are you happy to see disco back to some extent? Well, I usually play AD flex, so you know Ezreal. <laughs> but but now now at least I can play Caitlyn as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so I I tried uh, Caitlyn and uh, she definitely feels better even without Shojin or mm -hmm. you don't need Shojin at all. So yeah, I I agree with Kevin that. Caitlyn as real duo carry might be better than as real set, but you know it probably depends on the items. Uh, but other than that, I haven't really felt that much difference. Maybe like Riven reroll is kind of good, like a lot better than last patch. But yeah, that, that that's for me. Um, what do you think I is the reason behind Riven just Caitlyn? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe or... people are broke. And they don't get to roll on that. Yeah. That Ari, there are no more like, mm. mm, there are not that many Ari boards that mm -hmm. just shut you down. It's just easier to play the game. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, also, like maybe like it's it's the early stage of the patch and people haven't really figured out stuff. So real comps are definitely stronger this time uh, than like standard workers comps. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. I think despite being scrims or I. I was combining the stats obviously every day. I got to see all the, you know, just, you know, constantly seeing the different uh, screenshots and everything. I, the disco stats, I think, are a little bit fake because so many times I saw lobbies with no disco players. And then every time someone played disco, it was two players holding hands, maybe fourth and fifth or sixth and seventh, where it seemed like it was always contested when someone was playing it. So I think, do you guys think it'll be viable once again for this GSC? Maybe not obviously optimal to play, but is it a, you have a disco opener, stage two and three? Is it okay to stay on Disco for stage four and actually try and top four? You rely on Zeke, Silawi, Zaktu, perhaps it's not Silawi. Lulu 2 is very good in the comp and often better than Sona even. I think swapping to Sona is a mistake usually. I think it's okay. You need Gunplate. I think I think you have to, like it's really, really important that you full streak yeah. early game uh, because the, the comp has such a high cap, but usually it's hard to get there because uh, like starting stage five, it kind of falls off when the hard steel players get strong, and then and then it gets kind of difficult. So uh, you definitely need like some HP reserves, the you need combat the, to make it work, and and that as well, yeah. You need three yeah. combat items plus eco items plus uh, combat or just pure combat. Not looking good for disco, like so many items. Like, you need everything to make it exactly work. the list of like you need yeah, yeah, just yeah. Going, and then you need this and then you need <laughs> this as well got it so you need True. augments items positioning <laughs> this is a long list yeah uh, looking at the stats here for this is day one and two of the scrimitational just for anyone reading i did separate pentakill superfan and vertical pentakill is still seven pentakill uh with just you know when you Go nine, and then obviously add in, you know, Kane and different units over uh, Nico. So there is some reading of the stats that I think Pentacle is not as bad as it looks in this case because I didn't, you know, have both together. But overall, anything that jumps out for any of you when it comes to the numbers here? This house, he looks pretty good and pretty contested. A lot of players. I was going through the screenshots. I could not believe some lobbies. Literally five players with Ezreal as their main carry. I'm like, okay, if the, if the stats say so, I'll input, but. I think 
we you guys like how many of you prioritize slamming a SVL items for the comp and how many of you prioritize Z items? I mean I, I definitely prioritize Ezreal items. Like because like the problem with Z items you can't really make them early game because you, you're gonna be weak. But like you can slam red buff, i.e. Uh, like uh, maybe not blue buff, but but yeah, you you cannot slam edge of night and be like it's harder. Maybe a few headliners can hold it, but like I think it's it's definitely harder. And it, maybe you are not that flex because if you slam Ezreal items, you can play Caitlyn maybe. Or like other the thing stuff. about the Z items, there is a lot of thousands that can hold it. Like Diego Z, and I found myself like playing. Whenever I hit the Z, Z chosen, I'm just stable and fly. I I had a game where I had just. Uh, some random Zeeks uh, with Rage Blade, Gamblers, like, uh, and something else, and Z with, like, also random items, and they just was stable throughout until mid the stage 5, because of the Z just doing 12k damage per fight. Yeah, but, like, if you don't have Ezreal items, like, Z is not gonna solo carry. But, like, the yeah, other that's way... my point. Just, yeah. Like, I had no Ezreal, I just didn't hit. Yeah, there yeah. were 9 Ezreals taken on 4-2. I rolled, there was 1 Ezreal <laughs> left in the pool. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that's a classic. That's a classic. Do you guys think JSC will see uh, Hearthsteel AD Flex played as much as we're seeing here in scrims? Do you think it's still some leftovers of, oh, everyone was playing it last patch, everyone was very comfortable on it? You know, you maybe subconsciously default to it when you have like a minimal uh, route to take to, to play this comp, or do you guys think it'll even out a bit more for GSC? No, it's definitely going to be like super popular in GSC, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, it might not be as much uh, as in the scrimitational, uh, in the scrimitational, because you know, if a comp is that contested, you risk a lot playing it. Exactly. Like you, you might, you might just go eighth if you if you miss both both your carries and you like you just have them one star and then you just die, uh, which is not that uncommon. So it's it's definitely gonna be risky if you don't hit like hard seal early game or you know have like. A cracked opener, you know. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hard, but it's. I mean, it's probably gonna win most of the lobbies still. <laughs> That's. I think there's. Sorry, Panda. Uh, the issue I found myself when trying trying to play uh, the hard steel. If you don't have the hard steel at stage two, at least stage three, and at least get one rage use, you just don't have a goal to for to it. And if you're gonna not for to it. You might as well not go for them, but <laughs> like there won't be units. Like I'm sorry. Like I feel like you yeah. have to angle it either from like some giga econ spot or win streak spot or from the hardest spot. If you don't have, if you don't meet one of those conditions, like you should just force yourself out of the line. Otherwise, you are going cave. Like I analyzed my games, and that was exactly the case every game where I tried to play hard steel without hard steel, and I tried to roll for it on eight. I just couldn't find Zeta or Azrael. Like it's over, and Caitlyn with blue buff is not really uh, that amazing. So yeah, do you guys think with the with the changes to economy uh, and the fact that some comps that are performing well when it comes to four comps are starting tested, we will be seeing a lot more players trying to when they have outs for reroll lines play reroll. We also got center reroll as a new option. There was already a ton of I think maybe one of the best reroll patches we've seen in a long, long time when it comes to how many different viable carries there are. It seems like almost every single two and three cost can be rerolled extent with with you know super fans especially with two costs have you guys been playing any rerolls in, in the scrims what are your general feelings on, on reroll seraphine i was gonna say seraphine <laughs> like i think Sera i think seraphine i like the number I like yeah seraphine is probably the strongest reroll comp right now i would say or 
I mean, it's it's one of the most consistent ones for sure. I think with with Lulu, if you hit hologram, Lulu might be the best. I think hologram blue is uh, yeah. And really, that's really looking good. really good. Ribbon yeah. four point two, Lulu four point two, Seraphine. Yeah, Ribbon is also good. Punk yeah. is popping off. Yone decent, yeah. probably very contested by Heartsteel, so understandable. It's it's not doing as well. Senna four point eleven. Uh, it was already. I've heard rumors that you know it was okay last match, but the damage buff even better now. Um, Annie three point eight with sixteen game, which is not too low for the sample size. Noel, have you been playing reroll at all? Um, not that much, but like I, I, I'm, you know, thinking about whether looks reroll is gonna be good. I mean, the stats say she's not that good, but she got buffed, so maybe we'll see a few lux rerolls or EDM cons. But yeah, I mean, executioners are still like insanely good. Uh, especially if you if you hit Terror, but I've seen it without that as well because there are a few other augments that can uh, cap fit it. So, yeah, definitely going to be a real patch. <laughs> I think Lux is really good. It's just that people haven't really caught on to how to play it yet. But like it's right. like the tech it's kind of harder. It's kind of harder to play than other people comps. I would say I already studied the lines there. So basically, you want to play Lux reroll. She shares the items with TF only. The problem and kept. A bit of cow with Carthus, but usually you are angling TF if you're having those items. Like she needs Gunblade, that's priority, and she needs some fat AP scaling, Death Cap, Archangel, whatever, just scale more damage. But she doesn't want mana generation, which are the most mm -hmm. powerful items at stage two, stage three, because they make like you just cast way more often, right? And you don't care about their strength, but the, or more often the frequency of the casts. And that's why the looks is less appealing because the items you need to stun for it are just less appealing overall to be flex. However, in terms of playing Senna reroll, playing Seraphine reroll, playing Ari, like uh, playing Lulu, what fuses all those comps? They use the same items. Nashor is giga good for all of them. And plus, you just make Shoujin or blue buff a bit less for us, like Senna and the Seraphine, but Shoujin plus Nashor slams feel very, very good. And even you can angle Carcus uh, if, you, if you are having a good rolls, like you find a random more that shows them here and there. So like Shoji, Nashor, uh, or overall Nashor Slam feels the best for me right now. And just angle towards here and avoid playing Hardsteel unless uh, Hardsteel opener. And it feels the most uh, reliable way to just get the higher average placement. Are you done recording your YouTube intro, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's, he's doing, you know, he didn't have time tonight to record it. So he just says, you know, I'm going to slip it into the podcast. I'm sure no one will notice that I just go on. Was, was, was that, was that freestyle on... or? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. I actually, I studied today. The, this, uh, he has this, a like, teleprompter, Kevin. You haven't seen his setup? <laughs> he used to work as a weatherman. So he's, he's trying to use the technology to good use in his TFT group. I agree with you, Alan. I think that was, that was a good explanation. Uh, sorry for me. Um, <laughs> That's all good. Any other rerolls you guys want to talk about? Any other comps that are maybe not? I, there was a few weird rerolls, like Gragas reroll, but I think that was just players that found some natural copies and decided to test. I know Ging played an Ari board, but it had a Lilia 3, so I said, fuck it, Lilia reroll, and it's in the stats with a, a 3.0 average. What do you guys think about uh, Olaf reroll? Because the stats say it's doing good. I mean, it's only seven games, but Olaf got nerfed a bit, but still doing pretty nice. I think the, the one cost reroll comps are. Uh, are like basically just the way they were before the last patch. It's like you basically have to natural the unit or, you know, not have to roll a lot of gold to hit it and then be able to cap higher with like other carries because the, the one cost itself is not going to 
carry by itself for the entire game, uh, even though Olaf can carry by himself for quite a while, I guess. But later to to you know get a high placement, you need like a higher cap. So yeah, you don't want to have to roll that much gold Regarding for Olaf reroll, For Bruiser Olaf, I am more eager to spend a bit more gold to roll. For Pentakill Olaf, I need to have like eight or eight natural Olafs uh, to decide to reroll, uh, like to just go for free star. Otherwise, like it's just not good enough, and you have to spend too much gold to spike. Uh, on the other hand, the Bruiser Olaf just spikes way better, way harder, and comes on might sooner. Yeah, I agree. I think for one cause, most of these stats are inflated around. There's obviously very high level players who are not just playing one cost rerolls for fun, like I do sometimes on ladder. They're waiting for those games where they have a ton of natural copies and then just obviously going for it and getting a good result because they just have very, very high tempo overall. But I think that's covered everything on the stats and on the patch side. I think, uh, yeah, everything is not, has not changed too much. I think a few lines like Caitlyn and a few other things are more viable. Just go again. But overall, it'll be similar to what we've been seeing for you know the last two weeks on ladder, which is fun as a viewer. You know, Hearthstone is always fun, but maybe I would have liked to see a bit more parity between the four cost comps especially, but we'll see. What, what the meta looks like and how it shakes out for GSC number two. Talking about GSC number two, I believe we're going to go to the qualified players list next to see. Just briefly, I'll do my own little monologue now because I don't want to spend infinite time here. We have to go do power rankings and fantasy draft and all this stuff, different stuff. And we have around an hour. So quickly just going over some some big names for Turkey. We have Havali coming back. We have IM, who I believe did good in, in this last GSC. If I'm not mistaken, he made day three with Chinar. Kind of one of the breakout uh, Turkish players. We have Bricks coming back, playing in the UNE ladder. He had a different name, so I didn't know it was him, but he, he popped off. Noel, have you been seeing Bricks playing on the UNE? Yeah, well, I didn't know that it was him. Oh, he DM'd me like a couple of days ago that it was actually him, but I, I mean, I haven't played that much on the UNE, I think. I probably played more on the US this set. Okay. okay. But yeah. We have Noel himself, uh, who did, of course, qualify. All three players here all made it to the GSC. I know, Kevin, you kind of... Not barely made it, but you made it to the TRC in the fourth place position. It was. I mean, no, it, it was barely. I like I won the tiebreaker, so <laughs> yeah. Listen, otherwise we have to play the old cube. From UID, we have Og, of course. Zulanash has been popping off in the scrim, so I think definitely someone to. I think he's always been a very good player in GSCs. Just you know, smaller country, smaller region, maybe not as, as visible on social media, on Twitch, etc. But I think someone that can do really well this weekend. Raptor. From Israel, did well or in his first GSC, GSC 1. He's back again for this GSC. Mujiwara, Saru is back, past GSC winner. And then Europe West, a lot of the big names. I'm not going to go over everyone. I'm happy to see Dalisom here. And Snoonibu, who is not always able to consistently be a 1.3, 1.4 KLP, but he made it in time for this GSC qualification. So really happy for him. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a big fan of all, all his stuff, being Spanish. And I'm so fresh. It's one player that Ron talked about a lot in this episode because... He's a beast. He's done a lot of stuff outside of competing the last few sets. To kind of a step back, I think after was it set seven that he made he made finals, I believe, or set eight. But he's been smurfing. He had two accounts in the top ten at some point on ladder on EUS. He's ranked one now, I believe, or has been for a few days now. So really happy to see him popping off so much. Any other names to jump out here to any of you in the US ladder? I mean, mostly that I'm so fresh, not only if he was like on the right one on his main, but he was also top yeah. five, top six on his smear. That that mm -hmm. was fairly impressive, even like that. So fresh was never like a, I never saw him as a competitive player. And yeah, yeah go ahead, all. I'm uh, surprised to see that Skip AS is not on the list. I, I think he is not qualified also. He isn't. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's definitely surprising. 
considering his last performance mm-hmm. in the previous GSC. So yeah, I'm, I'm sad to see that he didn't make it. He was sniping me on the <laughs> on the ladder. Then that well for him. He yeah, he dropped quite a bit LP for the snapshot, missed the rank lock, and then tries to open qualifier. But I think he got eliminated day three, I believe it was the, the final day. So pretty unfortunate. Moving on to the TRC qualification or to the broadcast talents, either is good. So these are the casters for the events. Uh, and actually, this is not the casters. I actually uploaded the wrong thing because uh, Kenobi is casting over Morgan. Regardless, those are the casters, the usual team plus Kenobi. I wanted to bring it up because I wanted to ask you guys, what are your opinions on players joining broadcast uh, as casters? Oh, I think I think it's great. I, I've, I've really enjoyed Kenobi's casts before as well. Mm-hmm. He, compared to a lot of the other French players, he actually speaks really good English as well, which, uh, which is always nice to listen to uh, when it comes to casting. So yeah, I've I've been loving Kenobi's analysis, especially like he's very he's very analytical in his cast approach, which uh, which I think is a good addition to the draw. I was very surprised when he joined us for the Super Bowl cast in set eight, I believe. We had like players from each country that's participating come and join for one match as guest mm-hmm. casters. I think Chuso joined for a game and a few others. And he came in and he was very eloquent, very well spoken in terms of like not just you know serviceable with your English, but actually you know using you know, build phrases and metaphors and all this different stuff while casting. So I was really, really happy and really happy to have him as a, as a more kind of consistent guest caster for these events. And Stuart will be joining as well. He's been casting a lot of the TRC stuff in other legends, for example, and the rest of UMA. He'll be joining for the main broadcast. Noel, you get to tune into the main broadcast at all? Do you watch with watch parties or other players? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's it's definitely nice to have a competitive player broadcasting also because uh you know we can hear the opinion of the player and uh, sometimes it's like extra a plus it's always nice uh, if i remember correctly like a couple of sets ago uh solo gasang maybe was on the bro- broadcast team maybe one gsc i'm not sure for like a day so yeah if if there were more players uh, doing it that would be great yeah i believe also solo casted i believe one of the worlds like set four set five was Wikipedia stuff and I was surprised to see him there but yeah I think he has one of the worlds as well moving on we are going to see now the power ranking stuff I think we're ready to, to get into it we're going to talk first about just a quick reminder on the, the judges just so everyone you know we're still on second episode someone might have missed all the initial uh you know dumping of information so the judges for all the power or all the ballots will be 15 judges in total I went for some amount of parity when it comes to what regions represented. It was not just, you know, 15 French players voting only the French players as their top 15. So you can see here on the bottom, Enzo, Lecoco, double uh, for the French. Logosang, Salsa, Salvi, Dark Hydra for the Germans. Lolana and Aug. Aug with some UNE representation, as well as Capaeus. But Noel doesn't hate me too much. And we have uh, Snooty and me, Alan, Lelouch, and Ging. So trying to cover at least most of the major regions and have players who have eyes on all the different ladders and all the different communities so that if someone is really popping off, there's at least one person saying, hey, this guy's doing pretty good. I want to give him some spotlight, basically. Uh, but with that, we can go on to the snub list, which is the players that received at least one vote but did not have enough votes to make the top 15. We're not going to go through every single name. We're not going to go through every, you know, why these players got a vote or why they didn't get a vote or more votes, etc. But if each of you want to say one name that jumps out to you from this list that you guys want to talk about, or you guys want to give some extra details about, that'd be awesome. Alan? I mean, I'll start with the Zorok. Uh, Manu won the recent GSC with the Discord. Discord got rebuffed. So 
So maybe he can run it back again. Kevin? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of surprised that uh, that Zoro had, like wasn't picked more uh, because yeah, his his showing at the first GSC was so strong and I, I like he's also a really strong player on ladder. I feel like he uh, he you know he like he just cooks up good boards. I don't know what to say. Like <laughs> every time he's in my lobby, he's he's doing pretty well for himself. So he's definitely a good player. Well, any standouts from this list? Yeah, I'm I'm seeing a few players who've been uh, playing competitively for quite a while, like Lalana and uh, Tian. But yeah, it's it's nice to see that after a few sets, they are coming back stronger. Especially, I'm rooting for Lalana because like he he's he's a great guy. I love watching his stream. So yeah, and we have some Spanish guys here as well. Snooty, Lalison had a really good uh, disco performance on that patch for a bit. Started four with point one, I believe it was, and then when he had to play his decay game, they did not go so well. And he lost his throne, but still, I think a very strong player who, in Hearthsteel's patches especially, I think he's he's very very uh, experienced with playing AD Flex in general and capping out boards and playing legendary. So, and Snooty, I think he's one of the biggest content creators in in TFT right now. One of the most wholesome guys as well. So anytime he's doing well competitively, I think it's good not just for the Spanish people, but just for TFT as a whole because he brings in 3K viewers consistently. You know, no matter what patch it is, no matter what tournaments, etc. Uh, so I think it's, it's really cool to have him kind of like I'm so fresh players that are very good entertainers but also when they really tune in they can be very very good players as well and looking at the rest of the snub list we'll see again players who received votes some of them just barely you know Tardeman 16 Shurkane 17 so some big hitters we have Allen on this list as well 14 votes Kevin on this list as well 18 votes Kevin, are you happy with this amount of votes? Did you expect more? Are you are you That's that's not bad. Are you mad I mean, at I would, people for not we take those. No, we we take those for sure. I uh I I would have expected to be a little bit lower at least, but uh yeah, I mean 18, I'm, I'm definitely fine with that. What do you think the reasons are for this? After your Vegas performance, do you uh, think you went up, do you think it went down? Where's your confidence level at for this GSC? Yeah, I mean it's probably it's probably mostly because of Vegas. I mean, I I participated in in like almost every single one of the last like six gscs uh, i think there's only one i missed and i i day three like four or five of them if i remember correctly but vegas probably bumped it up by a little bit like people already uh knew that i was uh you know at, at least a pretty good competitive player and then vegas probably yeah bumped it up yeah alan you happy with your your fortune? Yeah, I was surprised that people voted for me, uh, given that I didn't play such a long time and I'm just still getting uh, back to the seats. But yeah, I'm very happy. Maybe I put you second on my list. That's the only reason. <laughs> I'm just trying so to get your, trying okay, to get your confidence up for the weekend. I'm down to bet uh, Sapphire that you didn't. Because no one will know what my list looks like. We're going to look at the average list and then we're going to look at Kevin and Noel's specific ballads, but only I can know what my list looked like. <laughs> Okay, and then other players here. Kubrickson has been having a pretty good set. I'm very happy to see Shurkane, 17th, not quite making the top 15, but still, you know, he's, I think, had a great comeback. Wait. He, he hit rank one. Tardeman as well. I'm surprised to not make top 15 because he's been starving the whole the whole set, really. That's Kevin. Elia has 29 votes. 29 Holy. Votes. And maybe a lot of this is you, Kevin, because I've heard that's, you that's crazy. across different streams and different uh, audio visual channels saying, oh, Elia's a beast. Reroll patch is in a smurf. He's my top three German players. So you've been spreading spreading the word. Maybe some yep. people are, are believing you. Aug as well. 
when he's actually in Volta. Okay, listen. Skipeus made it through even what he's not planning. What is this? Yeah, this is some fraud last game. No, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain. <laughs> this should be only votes for GSC players, but there is a time crunch with the graphics being done, with, you know, the open qualifier finishing. And someone, I'm not going to say who, of the judges had a lot of faith on Skipeus making day three of open qualifier and qualifying. It didn't turn out to be the case. So uh, he slipped through the cracks and he, he yoinked 11 points from maybe uh, Kevin Parker around. Uh, it is what it is. Oh, man. And I think that's all the names that mostly covered. The rest of these names are all, I think, OGs in the UEA scene that need a little bit more to break into that top 15 right now. This is, of course, current form, not really taking into historical rankings that we saw in the last episode. But we can now move on to the top 15 power rankings. And it'll be current form rankings, taking into account ladder, taking into account TRCs, but mostly looking at just the last two, three weeks, because we don't want to think about all the other stuff. And there it is. Number one in the rankings from the Dach TRC from Germany. It is Wet Jungler, runner-up at Worlds in set nine. Been a beast. Most of this set has two accounts in the top 20, has been fluctuating between first and 10th and, you know, a bit lower sometimes. But overall, I think a lot of players gained a lot of respect for him. Throughout the last two sets, since set eight, he's been super consistent in GSC. So not surprised to see him kind of breaking into that S tier that we see a lot of the historical players at. And rounding out the top three, I think, that are really separated is going to be Ging, who's second, second place finish very close to what Jungle actually just 0.6 away in the average score. And Double 61, who didn't have the best GSC number one experience, has not been, at, you know, smirking as much as he was at the beginning of the set on ladder and has fallen a bit in the rankings. He's now third. In agreement with this top three, anyone disagree with these three players being kind of the, the standout top three in EMEA right now? Alan? Oh, looks pretty much uh, hand-picked. How, how would I pick, I believe? I don't remember my picks, but I am pretty sure that that's, those are pretty much accurate. Evan, did you have uh, Aliyah in your top three? Uh, no, I, I don't. Oh, we'll I... see you later. We'll see. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, Elia, you'll, you'll be able to flame your friend if he voted you less than fourth. <laughs> Noel, do you agree with the top three of Wet Jungler getting in double? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I haven't picked uh, Wet Jungler as my, my first. I picked, I think, double because I respect him a lot as a player. But uh, I've been watching Wet Jungler stream a lot lately. And uh, yeah, he's he's a great player this set, set for sure. Okay, hold up. I need to correct. I, I will need to correct my sheets. Uh, there is no more gold openers. Juggler has to go lower. There is uh, <laughs> like okay, he's doomed. Like can't can... take it back. I'm sorry. Yep. Yep. True, it's true. Been... You're right. I... <laughs> no one has that many gold openers as this man. And now they are gone, he'll be lost. Looking lower on the list, Canvas had a respectable day three. Has not been popping off that much on ladder, has not really been, you know, I don't know if he's been ranked one this set yet, but still fourth place in the, in the standings here. Do you guys agree with Canvas being this high? Do you guys think he should be higher? Do you guys think he should be lower? I, I definitely think that he's in the top five. Maybe mm -hmm. not now. I don't know because he's not really streaming that much and I haven't played with him on Leathered. I think I think he's actually been playing more League of Legends oh, on stream okay. than, uh -oh. than TFT. Is it the same <laughs> with Double as well? Because I, I saw that he hit Challenger in the solo queue. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Or is it, was it not him? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. I think so as well. No, I saw the same tweet. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, tagging uh, Carmen Core. Yeah, so they are practicing. 
<laughs> which is not not good news because Double has had his stints in other games as well. He hits Immortal or Radiant, whatever it is, on Valorant. Before, I believe it was set eight worlds or set seven worlds. And MEA, as you guys know, until last set, we didn't do too hot. So hopefully Double is locked in for this weekend. Dark Hydra, is he locked in for this weekend? He joined the scrim server today. Did not play scrims until maybe he's playing now, catching up. Kevin, do you rate Dark Hydra as one of the top five players in EMEA? Do you rate him as a top two or three in, in Germany, even? Yeah, I mean, uh, Dark Hydra is definitely top five Germany, for sure. I, I don't know about EMEA, really. I feel like it's so so hard to like rank rank all these players because like they're, like they're all really good. And I mean, I'm always more biased towards the Germans because I know their playstyle better especially if, if it's like a friend of mine like Hydra. So, I mean, I would, I would, I think I had him, I think I have him on like 7th or 8th oh, or something see, like that. We're going to see, don't worry. Yeah. Did <laughs> Hydra qualify for GSC now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. he did. He did. Or else, Blue ladder. Yeah. Or else I'd be embarrassed against that I fucked <laughs> him up on two rankings because Hydra uh, slipped through the cracks in the historical ranking despite getting votes to be having 7th or 8th. I just didn't even count him on like the spreadsheet, just, you know, a lot of manual addition and everything. He was pretty pissed at me. So hopefully this time he's in his, the correct spot. At least he's here. So it's already a plus. Enzo coming in at six. I haven't seen Enzo be as dominant as we saw. I think his peak was during set eight worlds and just all that set eight sets, uh, really. Do you guys agree with him being six here? Do you guys think he has still a lot more to prove in set 10? Okay, I'll speak first. This man is hard still Whisperer. I put him very high, like same as Jungle last patch was a gold opener Whisperer. This man knows how to open with hard steel. 5 out of 5. I don't know how, but he knows. He has attack. He has the, the more dog on speed. Yes. He do does enjoy a lot of hard steel. He even had 10 hard steel on in one of the screens uh, we played. Ooh. So it'll be a catch for Enzo uh, yeah. this, this weekend. You agree, Kevin? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I I haven't seen Enzo that much in my games for some reason, but I mean, he's obviously a, a player with a lot of potential, uh, as we saw in set eight. Mm -hmm. He he hasn't been popping off uh, popping off that much lately, like you said. But I mean, uh, with a with a player of his caliber, he I, if he preps well enough and you know gets gets the right angles for what he prepped for, then yeah, I think he can do really well, definitely. Enzo six, but the Coco. He made on Gentlemates his ninth. I think Lococo has been performing in tournaments, at least the French tournaments. I've always seen him kind of doing better than Enzo. It's always, you know, Lococo, fifth, Enzo, a little bit disappointing for what you expect from Enzo. Lococo has not been as strong on ladder from what I've seen most of his sets. Where do you guys see Lococo? Because he's always considered, I think he already broke through into that historical, despite really popping off in set six onwards, and has been consistently very, very good in GFCs. I think he's one of these players like Double that you can't count out at any point in time. Uh, do you guys agree with this? Where do you guys see Lukaku's form right now? I mean, this weekend. Well, for, for sure. Like, if I remember remember correctly, Lukaku is one of the strongest uh, tournament players in EMEA. Almost all GSCs, he's like top top ten, uh, like every day. So, like, I'm I'm surprised that he's not, you know, in in performing the same way on ladder as well. But yeah, I, I think he's one of the the favorites of the tournament for sure. I do think some of these rankings are there's a lot of bias towards ladder. And a lot of the judges, I send them the form and they open it and say, hmm. Yeah. And they open the EUS ladder and they see the top 10 spots and say, okay, you're first, you're second. So if you're not in the top 10 to 15 spots on EUS ladder, a lot of judges will not vote for you. Although forget you exist. Some ballots 
believe me, if I were to look at every individual ballot, some people would be very embarrassed because there are some big names that they just completely forgot to include that I think they would have if they spent a bit more time, maybe, and diligence going through their ballots. Uh, we have Chinar in the top eight. He's always, I think, been uh, quietly a beast in the EMEA. A lot of great GSC performances, great ladder performances as well. Um, but I'm so fresh. We talked about him a little bit before. I think he's been a, a beast. Have you guys been playing many games with him? Uh, any play style uh, idea or like thoughts you guys have on how he's been playing this this set? From what I've seen, he is quite flexible in terms of comps. Like I, I've seen him play like ten or fifteen different comps uh, in my in my games. So I think he can play like reroll comps as well, just as much as a normal forecast. So I, th I think he's ready for the for the for the GSC considering he's performing like insanely on leather. We don't have a, a French player here, but I'd love to hear more about Yedis work. I think he's been uh, really a beast. We saw Tardeman as well, who finished like, 16th, did, just barely didn't make the power ranking. I think both of them have been absolutely, you know, just crazy swerving on ladder since the beginning of the sets. Uh, even with like the Wild Realm at the very beginning, they were doing really, really well. And I think they, they're kind of already breaking into that, maybe not S tier in terms of French players, but the A plus tier, where they, they've proven over a long time they were very good. But now they're taking it to that next level, I think, for this set. Any ladder experience with the other story, I know he's been very high ranked for a lot of the, the set, but I haven't caught him in many of uh, my games, unfortunately. Yeah, he's he's really he's really good. When I when I was in Vegas, Hartman also uh, told me that he's he would say he's the best French player overall. And I, I value Hartman's opinion a lot because I I think he's one of the best uh, French players. So I can continue yeah. that chain. Lecoco voted Yedizor as his rank one on his ballot. So a lot of French players are giving him, you know, a lot of a lot of respect, a lot of props. And I think especially from the French players, it means a lot because they have, I think, very invested views on, on who's good and who's bad. So I think it's definitely a good sign for Edizor. And hopefully he does well this weekend and, and tries to have that success of having both the ladder success and the true success at the same time, which I think is really important to cement your your status kind of in EMEA because it's such a deep region that it's really hard to break through. And so it's here where everyone... Everyone respects you, not just a few players that know you best. Salvi did pretty well in the region, the TRC qualification as far as I know, Kevin. Yeah, he won. <laughs> that was that was a throw. Thank you. Uh, anything about his play style? Do you think he's a beast? Do you think you know has he is he better than is it his peak right now? Well, where do you say his his level is coming into this weekend? Oh, I I I mean I can say he definitely mastered the Ezreal Lion last patch uh, for sure. He. I think he played it every game, and yeah, with a very high success rate. He he like almost he raised almost every single game as well, like raised the stakes. And yeah, he just plays for those for those top fin top finishes every game. He he doesn't just settle for top four. He always like tries to play for highest cap. And he yeah, he's he's definitely a beast at like just capping out his board, playing towards his out. It's a good patch to be good at that because Heart Steel is still going to be very relevant in, in GSC two. So we'll see players who succeeded this doing still very well. It's going to look like for this this patch. Alan, similarly for you in the TRC, you've been doing really well in the Ultra Liga. You made it to the final stage, finishing second in your group. Lelouch also made it to the final stage alongside Royson and Kubikson. You four, no? Yeah, tell me what I think. We're Kubikson. Over yeah. Kubikson. Oh, yeah. Kubikson had, to, had a pretty good climb on the last day. On the, he he had like plus three hundred LP on the the day of the snapshot day, uh, and he barely made it to the uh, ladder. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And how's Lucius' level been? I know on ladder he hasn't been 
popping off as much as we've seen in past sets where he's been kind of top He's giga high rolling TRC, I think pretty mid uh, for now. Uh, I didn't watch him uh, in the past week. Maybe he did improve a bit, but like uh, in the past, like past two weeks weren't that, that good for him. I think he struggles uh, on the so far the set and also i don't think he plays as much as he used to play different sets so maybe it's just the dislike uh, of the box of mm -hmm. the set i'm looking at the twitch chat bottom right waiting for lelouch's comment to come through <laughs> but good to know i mean not every player can be good on every single pass every single set sometimes you met like you mentioned could be motivation could be just some players are just more quickly adapting to things like the headliner mechanic for example and just overall i uh, said there it is lelouch coming through as we all expected <laughs> I mean, he's getting tomb uh, from every PvE. Like, how do you not call it out? Like, there must be some justice. You know, I have to spam this podcast link in the scrimmage so that all these players watch it and retweet it. I know Lelouch, I can count on you to always tune in, no matter what. And I'll have to send it to him. And 14th in the rankings, we have Noel, who had a big showing at Vegas. Has been, you know, playing really well in the US. I saw your stats, looking pretty good for the games you played. Do you feel this is close to your peak? In set seven, you were very strong, obviously. Went to Worlds. Where do you think your level is at right now? Yeah, I, I think it's close. Maybe I, I don't feel that confident this patch yet. Mm -hmm. Last last patch felt way better for me, but I guess I still have a few days before uh, GSC. So, but I am I'm definitely trying to prep as much. It's this next two days, and hopefully I can make it to regionals because that's my only way now. And Noel fighting the good fight for the EUNE server for raptor for aug who was like wh why is noel missing on the historical ranking he should be here well at least we have one player who defends the une side of the the fights qualifying or making on this ranking on the top 15 and hopefully popping off this weekend as well and to round off the power rankings we have Solagasen, who's always consistent always you know on everyone's minds on ladder always has two smurfs two accounts popping off and in tournaments we'll see he's always a mystery some tournaments he does really well some tournaments He's not always as consistent uh, as other of the, of the veteran tournament players. Do you guys think, do you guys agree with this statement? Do you guys think it's, you know, I'm wrong about this? What are you guys' opinions on, on Solo? Pretty inconsistent in terms of patches. Some, <clears throat> so if he has a patch where he figures out a good comp to spam, or like two comps, to, uh, then he's popping up. But uh, if he doesn't get to one of those, then it's a struggle patch. But at least that's what I feel when I'm playing in the lobbies with Sol and the, like we have pretty similar gaming hours like on the ladder, so I'm playing against him pretty often. I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. He he didn't he didn't have that much tournament success like in the in yeah. the earlier sets, I guess, or in the in the like previous sets. I mean, but uh, the the last couple tournaments uh, he's been doing better, like the last couple GSEs especially. And I mean, it, he can obviously uh, he's a great player, so he can. He can definitely perform if he's well enough prepared and if his mental is good enough because sometimes i feel like dreaming kind of grieves him because he uh, he also leaves his mic on in the game and kind of feels the need to like provide commentary which w would definitely distract me if I, if I was doing that so that's that's why i don't for sure <laughs> like like it always amazes me how he can play like five to six hours before like gsc's like Sometimes I, I see that he starts streaming at like mm -hmm. 10, 10 a.m. and GSC is like at 4 and he's streaming for 12 hours at least. So I don't know how he can keep focus. Form up. <laughs> as far as I've heard, I think uh, Sol is a player who values his stream a lot and maybe the only player who maybe values it more than his competitive record. I think he cares more about his stream being successful 
and him feeling comfortable with, you know, where his stream is going over his career. So if you want to talk trash about his tournament results or he's inconsistent, I don't think he minds too much because I know he's one of the, I mean, maybe the, the biggest streamer, the most consistent streamer in the NBA when it comes to having good for a long time at a high level from an entertainment standpoint, but also from a competitive standpoint, at least on ladder. I think no one can can count out solo any set, any patch. He's always there to some extent on, on two accounts most of the time as well. He actually... Uh, uh, he actually almost made it to worse in Setsuna as well. Like he, yeah, he was at the was final lobby, final so lobby, exactly. He was quite close. Yeah, that was for me the turning point where everyone always says, at least at the time, starting to cast in set six, he had the reputation of oh, very good ladder player, sucks at tournaments. But then I started looking at the you know, leaderboards, some of the final lobbies. He's made EMA finals a lot, and he's made a lot of final lobbies, and he's actually been much closer than people think of, of having very very good results. So it's kind of these coin flips where he just doesn't have uh, the good day uh, in the end. Uh, Kevin, I think you you also. Know that feeling in set eight when uh, the Germans didn't yeah. do so hot. <laughs> yeah, I was doing well after four games, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of jinxed it somehow. You have a redemption in set ten, but agreed, I'm, agreed. I'm actually surprised that uh, Zeulanash hasn't received a single vote actually, because uh, like as we talked about earlier, he's been popping off on UNE for like at least five sets. He was another sub list. He was. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. I don't think he was, but maybe maybe. Uh, but also like on EU West, I think he he was like ranked two like a couple of sets ago, and like he's always high challenger when he switches from UNE for prepping for GSC. I think a lot of it's just the country you're from and the region you're from. There's many players that should get a lot more respect, but if you're not French, if you're not German, if you're not in you know conversation with these other names, you're not grouped together as you know an easier way for viewers or other competitors to remember you. They'll just we forget your results. I agree with you. I think Zulunash, every time I cast GSCs, he's always been there as a player that, you know, I remember kind of like, kind of like they think that, for example, is also there's the players that qualified almost every single GSC. They don't win them, but they do pretty well and they make day threes. But also, but if you didn't practice on the US, if you didn't play scrims, I can guarantee you, you would have a hard time having 10 points here because players recognize you from playing against them, myself included. Like, I was is, not yeah. like. I would not like unless you are doing having some insane tournament run. I would not be aware of your person because, like personally, I didn't play. I don't play that long again the competitive TFT, and like I just not be aware. And like the same as players from US are just not aware of the players uh, playing on the different region, and the judges are just from the US. So it's just natural bias that like you can't really defeat. Now, it is true that for this ranking, a few judges did not answer in time because you know real life. In this case, for the future, I will try and add in some more, uh, some specific judges that add a lot more variety to the rankings. I do think the more UNE judges could, could be, uh, yeah, should, should be happening other than just AUG. And then AUG is, I think, very US centric as well with his voting. <laughs> but I mean, he also plays on the US, like the same, yeah, the same exactly. thing. Not only like he qualifies from the EU and are the keys, but also plays the US to practice. We're going to quickly look at the rankings for. Kevin and Noel specifically, you guys are not mainstay judges on the on the power rankings, but we, we did get your ballots and we want to see just very quickly what they look like to see if there's any standouts. Kevin, right away, Shurkane, number one. You think he's the best player in the NBA at this current moment in time? I mean, I, I think so. I I watched uh, at least some of the Ultra Liga and he was performing extremely well and he's obviously been on top of the ladder ever since Vegas, I think. I think Vegas is when he hit rank one. Yeah, he's been at the very top like the entire time and every time he's in my games, he performs really well too. Obviously, uh, we already know his potential from when he, I think, placed fourth 
uh, at Worlds in whatever set it was in, in set five, yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's I was I was struggling to pick between him and Coco uh, because I think uh, yeah one of those two would have to be number one, and then yeah, what jungler uh, and double are like a close third. Why so low, given the overall standings in comparison? Oh, I don't know. The The thing is, I'm in a study group with Ying, and the, the thing is, he, like, last patch, he said he he didn't even, like, look at the patch notes or play the game at all, or, like, uh, you know, he kind of he kind of sounded like he was slacking, so usually I, w I would put Ying a lot higher because, I mean, he's definitely one of the, one of the best players uh, in the region, obviously, but I don't know if he's that well prepared. Maybe he's doing more uh, more prepping, like, the, the days before the GSC. Oh, Canvas is uh, actually, when I looked at this list, when I finished it, I only had like 20 minutes time to do this, oh, by the way, to be, com to, to, be completely, okay. to be completely honest with you. Like, I, I, was, I was really busy. I was really busy today. Busy. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I also got told kind of late that I have to do this. So yeah, it's like Canvas and actually one, one more player is, oh yeah, Broken99. I actually wanted to put him on there as well. But yeah, you can't. You just can't fit them all. Like it's 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 really hard. I agree. I think it's it's very difficult, especially if you don't if you don't have like all the lists, US ladder, the qualified player, everything. You're like looking through everything. It's very hard, and it's just 15 players in EU, especially as Kevin said before. It's very hard to judge player skill. At, at I think in NA they have so much less less talent at, at a like, high high level. I'm not saying their players are not good. They are of course, but the top 20, top 25, top 30 maybe. There's not more in the conversation past that. Whereas the NBA, I could give you a hundred players and you would respect each of the players on that list. But I agree, it's it's much more difficult. Also, I was kind of biased towards Canvas because I, I didn't really know that he was so so high LP and I just see him uh, streaming League of Legends all the time. Yeah. Oh, you have that's your why. <laughs> you're good, you're good. Yeah. You, you've made it past Helen's <laughs> investigative uh, question. Now we'll see if Noel will be, will be able to make it past. Let's see Noel's ballots. Wow. I, I, I want to change my list, knowing that uh, Double has been playing League of Legends, like... What, you want to put Canvas first, who's also been playing League of Legends? <laughs> Two of your top three are not playing TFT right now, it seems like. But we do have Zulinash, so Noel, I like that you're sticking to the words, you're not just flaming all of us and then not having Zulinash <laughs> on your list, you actually, you actually have him in the top four. And he's been popping off in, in Scrams, I think he's pretty much guaranteed to win one of the header passes for Cactus GGLM, so congrats Zulinash, hopefully you can make it. Um, any other standout names, Alan, that you see in this list? Any more questions? This <laughs> looks pretty solid and well thought. Uh, looks like more than 20 minutes spent. Well done, Noel. That's all. Thank you, thank you. I, I actually spent five minutes, so less than Kevin. <laughs> uh, you should have just taken it. <laughs> but I, I, I forgot Savi. He, he would probably be in like top 10, for sure. I'm so fresh uh, there. I like like to see that. And Sasa also made it in despite having a rough qualification through open qualifier. You still honorable mention at at, his, at the level that he can really. I mean, I think sometimes you have bad patches on ladder, or you have you know to qualify through less than stellar means like open qualifier. You think Sasa can be a big surprise when it comes to returning to his usual form uh, for GSC two? I mean, for like for sure, like he he won uh, one GSC in the past, so two can two oh two oh well, my two. bad my bad the only players who have done it <laughs> okay hitter. so maybe it's the third yeah. time so yeah he's he's definitely one of the strongest EMA players for sure in the top 
20 all the time and I saw that he qualified and saw a couple of his streams. So I'm, I'm confident that he can make day three at least again. Is he prepping with you, Gavin? Yeah, we were we were just about reviewing some of the scrims earlier. Actually, I'm I've been in a study group with him for like quite a while as well. With with him, Chinar, Ging, Ilya, Memo. That sounds like a half no, prep. Yeah, we'll see the results. Yeah, the Daysick yeah. was also in it, but he he hasn't really been playing that much this set. Uh, Lasha just recently joined as well. Hey, you guys, to recruit yeah. players, heavy hitters. <laughs> <laughs> because you guys can talk after the podcast episode. It's just not going to turn into a negotiation table. Yeah. I think this is it for power rankings for fantasy drafts. Hopefully, you guys all enjoyed the section. I think overall, it's a pretty good top 15. We are going to have a very quick agree or disagree section. North America does it. I think it's really cool. Have a few statements and then just have every single guest, you know, agree or disagree with the statements and explain why. It'll be brief because we have fantasy draft after. And I don't, don't want this to go too long. We're going to go over one hour 30, but probably not by too much. So first statement get to agree or disagree the addition of trcs have been a positive overall for the emea circuit alan agree mm, develops the inner region and circles so to just do in their stuff from i can get the players together and uh, formulate study groups of the inner inner regions not only and the uh, international ones kevin yeah, definitely agree for me as well. It just brings the players closer together and also more competition is, is always better. You know, the, the players get more practice on like the highest level. Well, take, take into account when you're answering this, yeah. the fact that there are TRC slots for qualifications to GSC and it's, you're taking away from ladder slots to some extent. So that has to factor into, you know, if you, if you still agree. Oh, I mean, I'm... Oh. I'm all in favor of that because <laughs> I got because I got my, mind, my spots from, from TRC twice. So yeah, hard agree there. Definitely agree as well. I think TRC brings the community closer, at least in Hungary. The final is offline for us. At least it was the last couple of sets. So shout out to Brazil for putting in so much work for making it offline for everyone. But yeah, I, I think it's nice that maybe we have a, more tournaments because of the TRCs compared to like NA, for example. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a good practice as well, for sure. I also agree. I, I would love, obviously, if every TRC had the same level of budget and commitment, because I think some regions are luckier than others when it comes to who's organizing, what the format is, if you have an offline event, if you have all these extra stuff on top. And just because of, you know, the region you're playing in, the country you're from, you get kind of a, a minor advantage. Uh, things like the Spanish TRC, for example, I'm looking at the Ultraliga and what they've been doing all every set and the Hex League and, and German TRC kind of sucks so i think the idea that right has and i'm not speaking here i don't know for sure right doing behind the scenes stuff is that they want the trcs to maybe to some extent have a more kind of same format let's say so it's all kind of similar for all the regions but it's very difficult obviously because there's so many different you know parts of the equation let's say when it comes to population when it comes to yeah all the different stuff so that's my only minor downside but other than that i, I completely agree i think they've been great for developing national communities especially in Northern Europe, for example, a lot of players are popping off and more invested because they've got together as a community and they have more prep groups and stuff like that. So I think it's great. Next, agree or disagree? We have a big one. And I did wait until really? we had someone Ingo? representing EUNE. EU West greater than EUNE. Let's start with Noel this time. So we have some, some counter arguments ready. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not even close. Like, like <laughs> okay, you had, well. you had jumps off the boat the boat is the boat is sinking he's out 
like you have you have to be honest here. Kevin, do you wanna do you agree? EUS is greater? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Okay, let's, uh, let's I make didn't... it a bit more let's make it a bit more fair the question. Do you guys think UNE has the right amount of spots directly qualifying to to uh, GSC? I wanna start because like I probably played the most. <laughs> I, I like I don't think you play at all on the UNE, so I think we have forty now. It's definitely way too much, personally. I think 10 was okay. Maybe 8 would be the best, but 14 is just way too much. Like, I, I think we have probably about like 10 great players and maybe some, some good players other than that. But uh, yeah, it should be lowered. And do you think of those 10 great players, some of them are just straight up just playing US to qualify? Or there, do you know players that should be playing UNE for TRC and stuff that just gave up and don't care and are playing US the entire set? I don't know. I know that uh, a lot of UNE players uh, also play on EU West, like all sets, especially when they prep for a tournament. But I, I don't think they switch, actually. Like, they just stick stick to UNE because they probably don't really care that much. And do you think UNE players that stick to only UNE are hindering themselves when it comes to developing their, their level of play on, on ladder? Well, I know that some players switch to EU West uh, from UNE because they wanted to improve as a player. And I can see that happening over the over the sets. When you play ladder on EU and E compared to EU West, like I would say that the top EU and E lobbies are like like a strong grandmaster lobby in EU West. So my lobbies, okay, reassuring. I'm gonna go uh, change ladders, guys. I'll, I'll be back next set better than ever. The only way I'll qualify is GSC. Got you. Understood. I do think at the very top end, though, I think it's obvious players like yourself, players like Og are you know up there i think it's like similar to na where at the very top end you know there's a lot of very good players but then it falls off much more drastically than eu west or ema in general i think it's similar with UNE. i think everyone you know even going to worlds like oceania and like these smaller regions at the top end they have players that are definitely as good as most other major regions i would say but yeah thank you for the insight well going to the last agree or disagree and sorry for setting you up in that way <laughs> we have one last statement the national Slash language barriers are overall a detriment to EMEA's potential as a region. Alan, agree or disagree? Agree. The reason why players like like myself, I want like for example, if there is a great player, for example, fresh, uh, I'm so fresh, popping off. Uh, I can't suddenly go and watch him play and listen to his thoughts because I simply just do not understand it, and like therefore I cannot improve. Uh, because and I'm just gated by the language uh, deep, so that is just as, as simple as simple as it is. Also, when there are people who struggle with English, like myself, it's not my uh, primary language, and there is other people who struggle even harder, and they can't prep with people from other countries, and they because they can't just express their thought process properly. So it's just it's harder for us. Evan, yeah, I agree as well. I mean, I, I can pretty much uh, just repeat any, anything Alan just said, because yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard when the, like, for example, when a player po really pops off in GSC and gets highest points and then you, you go to watch their VOD and you, yeah, you can't understand anything. I mean, for me, it's a bit easier because I speak some French and Spanish. I had, I had it both in school. I was actually really good in French in school, even though I forgot a lot of it. Uh-huh. Now it all makes sense. I, I actually, I actually do watch some uh, some French and Spanish uh, streamers. Rise to the uh, top. I've just been watching French French players <laughs> the last three sets and pretending yeah. he's German. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a buff to understand other languages. That's for sure. So I definitely agree with uh, with the statement. Well, yeah, of course I agree as well. Even though I believe that Yemi is still like one of the best regions, like maybe the top two. Even though our past uh, word scores don't reflect that, I still believe that since we have so many great players compared to other regions, that we should do better in in words than than the way we play. Yeah, I'm in agreement as well. I'll, I'll make these a bit harder next episode. <laughs> we're all going to be in agreement with all of even yeah, the last one. I thought you were going to meme here a bit and you are just like throwing I mean, I wanted, easy I balls. wanted to bring this one up because even in set six when I started casting TFT, <laughs> I very quickly noticed this and I think it, I, I've said it and you can go through so many different podcasts where I've mentioned this. I think it's number one issue we've had in EMEA is yeah, the language barrier and, and this is the reason, the big reason why the screen rotation was happening. It's yes, you guys get better screen, but also to get a way to push all the top players in EMEA into one server, into one place where I can, you know, ping you guys about, you know, to fill out different forms or to, you know, try and have people that don't have prep groups have a channel where they can say, hey, I want to have a better prep group. Who wants to join me or who wants to get together or have at some point maybe more info sharing and have players be more open to sharing tech and sharing uh, insight on different lines and comps, etc. So if you are a good player in EMEA, and by good I mean very good, Check my Twitter and you'll find a form. You can fill it out to get a server invite, even if you're not qualified to this GSC. If you're a good player and I know you, or if you're a good player, has a good stats on ladder, or a good rank on ladder like Challenger, or have qualified to any GSC recently, fill it out and you'll most likely get an invite and hopefully be able to share a space with your peers and, and improve a TFT with some of these language and, and community barriers being broken down. But with that out of the way and all of us in full agreements on everything, uh, let's start the fantasy draft to see how much agreement we actually yeah. have. Might be some some tech issues. I will be trying to do most of it. We'll see if it works out. I think I know the format. I've seen pretty much all of NA's episodes, so I hope I know the format. But if anything is wrong, I know if anyone was, was watching, you can correct me or someone who knows and tell me we fucked up somewhere. The basic thing is it will be a draft where we each have $100. By turn, someone makes a bid on one of the players here on the right. It's not all the players in GSC. It's only... Uh, 64 out of 128. I don't want to change this this box here and everything, but I think I got most of the big names that you guys would want to vote for uh, in this list. You guys bid for a player. A bid can start as low as $1 and as high as you want, as long as it's not over 100 or over like 90-something because you need some money to bid out with the rest of your team. And when you make a bid, someone else can outbid you, and it just goes on like that in a cycle until uh, no one wants a bid higher than that, and that player gets sold. Then we go on to the next player, etc., until... We each have five players. Usually, some players go for a very high amount. In NA, it's from 35 to 45. And some players go for $1, despite them being pretty good at TFT. They just get, that's just how the draft works. <laughs> Little bro, you're yeah, sold for $1. So <laughs> and... Like, you get memed all the love. <laughs> you guys are all in this box here on the right, so you guys can vote for yourselves. Unlike the, the power rankings, it is, it is legal to do so. And you can spend as much money as you want. Some players in NA, they want to go all out to send a message. And that's fine to do so. You can spend $90 if you want. Uh, but yeah, keep in mind your strategies. Because sometimes you can bait other people by bidding a lot. Having someone else bid higher. Even though you didn't want that player at all. With that out of the way, everything kind of clear? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say one thing before we start. Or I, I wanted to ask a question rather. Why do I have HR in front of my name? I was but the too other lazy, HR players don't. Ago. I, had to, I had to do a lot of manual Ooh. labor or digital labor, I guess, throughout this week. Okay. I was tired. 
I started look like Coco. I started strong. Enzo, you, and then I'm like, nah, no team names. Hmm. All right. So I don't know if I start, but I'm the host, so fuck it. Alan, you start. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Let's start with uh, Hydra One Donor. Okay. Two. River. Oh, I have to select. Okay, five. Five, five. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go eight. Eight. Eight dollars. You're valuing him bad. All right, nine. I'm out. I'll go Hydra 13. Kevin, you, you, you in there yet or? You guys want to give me number five in the power rankings uh, for it's $13. What the and you want to, you want to disrespect uh, your, your German. Yeah, 15, 15. 15. 15. I'm, I'm good for though. Kevin's on 15 Hydra for $15. Set nine EMEA champion reminder for everyone here. I mean, Panda, you beat like, how did he you knows what it means to win a tournament and you guys are going to spend only 15 out of your hundred dollars. Feel free to spend more Panda. What do you mean? I will spend $16 on dark Hydra. Well, I'll, I'll spend 17. Okay. Kevin's on 17. I'll spend eight. We should make some rule that when we passed like vast and dollars, we outbeat at least by five. Oh, no, so it, the, okay. the rules have been set. No. It works well in NA. Let's not let's not okay. mess with it. Is not broken because it's like outbidding by one dollar is uh, tedious. Yeah, I mean, there's okay. some cheapskates I'll, on I'll, this I'll podcast starting at fifteen for Dark Hydra. Uh, I'll I'll say I'll okay. sell twenty twenty dollars from Kevin. Are you on the Hydra? Holy yes. I'm cheapo. I, I can't 20. afford. I'll do twenty-one for Dark Hydra. It's a lot of money. How much did you beat? It's a lot of money. You're right, Kevin. Just leave it. They'll be better players. Trust. Well, I mean, tw 22 then. Play. 22. <laughs> Anyone higher than Kevin for Dark Hydra? 22 bucks. Okay. Sold to Kevin for $22. Yes. I'm gonna make an. I'm gonna make an all German lineup. It's time. <laughs> oh, I should. At least they're gonna be able to communicate properly. Okay, Dark Hydra, twenty-two. All right, Kevin, you can do the next bid. Okay. Um. Any player. I'll go. Uh. Uh. Zyko, five dollars. for five dollars. Anyone wants to bid on Zyko? Five dollars. He was not in the power rankings. All fifteen. He's yours. Thank you. Strong words from Noel. He is yours, Alan. No, I'm out. <laughs> Feel free. No multicasters. No dollars for Wait, me. Wait, why, why? Why didn't I say five immediately? Then I thought I thought you guys were gonna bid. Kevin's strategy is bidding fast and heavy <laughs> to fill his team. Okay, Noel, your bid's next. Okay, let's do Zul and Ash. Okay, so once again, putting your money where your mouth is. Zul and Ash from Noel. Yeah, I was. Oh wait, wait, is Zul and Ash on this list? I don't, I don't think he is. Oh, maybe he should be though. We can allow. Okay, let's pretend he's on this list. Yeah, I mean, if you know someone in GSC that's on this list, you can still vote for him. I would say that. So yeah, I've started five dollars. How much? Five? Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's expensive for me. Uh, I... Panda? 
What is uh, the thing? For Zulinash, five. I will go I will go seven for Zulinash. No? Uh, I do ten. Panda? I'll do eleven. Okay. No, that is our BD. Okay, twelve. Fourteen. What's your final bit? That's not for you to know, buddy. <laughs> Zulinash, fourteen. I think he's a really good player. He's proven in scrims. He's in very good form. I would I would if I were you I would bid a lot more. Okay, okay. Um, you have in him? Fifteen, yeah. Fifteen for Zulinash. Is that your final bid? Anyone wants to go higher? I think you pushed it well, Panda. Well, well played. All right, Zulin asked to Noel for 15. He just knows that I'm biased. <laughs> yeah, I know. Lansky pushed it pretty well. All right, All right Panda. I, my turn to bid. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and hit one of the big ones. I'm going to hit one of the most accomplished players on ladder of all time, Kevin Parker, up for the bid. <laughs> $1. Sorry, who is he? Kevin for one dollar. Anyone want to go higher? Please, guys, please don't I mean, leave me hanging. I think I value my slots in the team. <laughs> I don't want to fill up. Wait, can you have more than five people? No, no, no. You that's Wait, oh, part, I, of the, I, uh, part of the. Can I bid on myself? You can bid yourself. Yes. You can yeah, as much can as you bid want. on myself. If you want to, you know, fake it till you make it. You can put fifty big ones, and then whoever watches the episode from NA will see fifty on Kevin, and they'll be like, "Wow, this guy's a beast." A good strategy. I'm kind of down to. I'm kind of down to buy oh, myself. Price. Right now you're at one dollar. <laughs> okay, I mean I'll I'll, I'll go up to five dollars. Five dollars. That's that's reasonable. I don't want to go higher. Yeah, do you like it? How do you feel about that five dollars? Is it good enough? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do ten for Kevin. Oh Parker. shit! I'll beat. Okay. Okay. I I would have been offended if I had stopped at five. Honestly. <laughs> For the mains. 15. 15 from Noel for Kevin. You can cut me off already, guys. You'll you be between yourself. Alan is not a believer in Kevin's current level of skill. For oh, I am believer in my 100 bucks. He's a believer. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, there's, these players are going fast, Alan. It's a good thing. The strategy is very I different know. than A because we have so many more, I think, good players. So. Actually, I think it's kind of a bad omen to draft yourself. <laughs> it's on the wall right now, $15. Any higher? One, two, 17. 17. Kevin Parker, for himself, trying to save face for the NA viewers that will watch the VOD later. Alan, Noel, do you want to go any higher on Kevin? Nope. Thank you. Uh, well, I respect you, but I, I don't know. I want to <laughs> I wanna buy some French players. <laughs> I respect you, but... Oh, yeah, the title of the episode. I respect <laughs> you, but I want to get some French merchandise on my team. <laughs> That's like... Okay, Kevin, you go to yourself for $17. You think oh, Dark right. Hydra is five dollars better than you right now, Kevin? <laughs> I mean, it's probably more than five dollars better. Honestly, seventeen is kind of a lot. But... Right, this is our first EMEA fantasy draft. I think we're gonna get used to a lot of things still. <laughs> we'll see how it turns out because <laughs> the NA draft do not look like this. That's for sure. Uh... Alan playing hedge fund. <laughs> 
Alan, what is your bid for the next one? Oh, the next one? Uh, I'll bid myself one dollar. Okay, Alan, for one dollar. Silence was heard across the town. We good? No one wants, to, no one wants go, more than Alan for more than... Okay, I'll do Alan for $9. You good. I am out. All right. <laughs> I know, Alan, this is finally his time to sign. I got to steal. All right, uh, Kevin, you bid next. Okay, um... I will I will start at uh, with Elia at at three dollars. Elia, three dollars. Five. Five from Alan. Eight. Eight. Would be climbing in intervals of three dollars. Eight dollars for Elia. It's a reroll patch. Lots of viable rerolls. Elia, considered by Kevin Parker himself, one of the top three German players in existence right now in the game of TFT. Went for only eight dollars, truly. We know Ten from Kevin. Any higher? I'm sorry, I'm saving for French people. <laughs> no, has his, he's no, is a, I think he knows how to negotiate. He has his one line ready to go. Anytime he feels pressure, sorry, I'm saving for French people. Let's, and Leo, it's on ten. It's on ten now, right? Panda, you you bidding for something here? No, I'm good. I have uh, Alan okay, for Kevin, ten. Kevin, you have a it. You can have it. Kevin, Leo for ten. Wow, you guys. Kevin has okay. one slot left. Cycle, cycle for five, and Elia for ten. Like so, yeah, okay. one big big budget move to make, Kevin, and that's it. Don't buy any more German players for discounted prices because then <laughs> you have a lot of money left over. All right, Noel, your bid next. I mean, okay, okay, let's do a French player. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's do Cambis. Cambis, who has been playing League of Legends recently. That's a rumor. For how much? Your starting bid? It can be higher than one if you want to save us some time. You can. Yeah, let, let's do 10 bucks. 10 but... bucks. 20. Twenty-five. Twenty-five from Noel. Pada, good, Alan. Thanks for asking. Twenty-five. Ivan's out. <laughs> that's what's lot left, I and mean, that's not the French player he wants. He, he's saving for Savi. <laughs> Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight from Alan. For Cambiz, despite his. League of Legends preference the last week. Uh, 28 30. big ones. 30 big ones. The big 3 0 has yeah, been crossed. And Noel, any last minute takers? 3, 2, 1. Cambys for 30 bucks. All right, I will bid next. And in my bid, I will go for I'm So Fresh for $1. Ten. Ten dollars for Alan. Man, why did I pick Alan on my team? Oh, my better pop off. Bam. Bam. You better, you better go play spin the moment this podcast ends. 
I'm so fresh 10. Kevin? Is I'm so fresh <laughs> the chosen one? Kevin is good. Noel? I'm out. Noel is out. This is, this. you know, I'm so fresh. I made this video before. He is not French. He's from Belgium. So Noel, he knows this. He's done his research. <laughs> he, is, he does not want any player from Belgium. <laughs> 10, last, no one else. Three, two, one. I'm so fresh to Alan for 10. I am a believer. Can perform. A believer. All right, Alan. Next pick. What price? Hurricane. Five. Hurricane. Five bucks. Anyone wants to do higher? Noel. Ten. Ten bucks. Ten bucks for Hurricane. Evan, you would love to have Hurricane in your team. He's right now rank one in Europe in your eyes. He could be worth $46, $46 perfectly. In my mind, maybe a little bit less, but he could be your, your chosen one, no? I mean, yeah, he could be. Is he, though? I'm, 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 like, I'm like looking at the names, wondering if I... Uh, Imagine I, how would, uh, big brain goes anyone else. Take Sure King for 46 and he wins Jesse. <laughs> Go. It looks good, no? Yeah. Wait, what, what are we at right now? <laughs> Ten. Ten. So, I, yeah, I, I can see it. Uh, I mean, uh, mm. the thing is, you guys have so much more money left. Like, you guys are not going to go that high for sure, Kane. So, I'm like, I, like what? I'm just going to have $25 left over? Or, like, I'm just going to give it to charity? <laughs> you can share with us if you want. <laughs> you can buy a substitute French player. You can also buy him for 46 and just send a message. Yeah. So when he wins, you say, you know, I wasn't just half believing him and I was I was all in. Quite literally. <laughs> Alright, I'll do 15 for Steven. Uh -huh. Speed it up. Right. 15 from who, Alan? From Kevin? <laughs> it's the same no. as 46 for him. <laughs> Kevin clearly doesn't want him. So, like, let's cut it. One... For 15 once, for 15 twice. But, but who's buying him for 15? Me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Kevin, no? Last call? I, th I, th I think I'll go for another German instead. Let's go. 15 to Alan. Kevin, nice. next bid. Wet Jungler, 46. 46 for Wet Jungler. Kevin has found his chosen one. 46. You can buy a lot of players with $46. Can you buy what? I'm out. No. No, Panda, you're out. Panda, you're bidding? I'm out. Mm. I'm going to go 47. Wow. Hey, man, no way. Uh, hold up. Now what? I, now I, what? Don't I, type it in. I might. I might oh, no. Now you want to bid. You're out on 46, but you're down 47. Come on, buddy. Yeah. Okay. Because I was I was counting that Parker will be out already. Now that he's still in. Yeah, I'll bid. Uh, maybe. Hold up. We're looking at the list yet. I'll go to have two players. What are you bidding? No, you can have it. But, uh, buddy, 
I needed to scarecrow you a bit. Buddy. Alright, what jungler's out? Noel? I mean, I just recalled myself the gold openers are gone, so the, the, the lower value. Okay, um, let, let's do Savi. Maybe Kevin is going to spend... Quick recap, 46. 46 for Kevin, 55 for Noel, 44 for myself, and 75 still for Alan. Salvi. You know who's the Condor? What's your bid, Noel? Uh, Savi. For how much? How much? For $10. $10. Dolly for 10. Kevin? Is that your chosen you short. Kevin, you have to pick a new chosen one. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go 15. Kevin's plan was in tag in his mind. Like, okay, I'll, I'll pick some some shitters for under 20, and then I'll pick which jungler and no one will contest me. No, what do you mean, some shitters? Those are, those are like insane <laughs> players. Hello? <laughs> what are you saying, Canada? Relax, relax. Stop blaming, <laughs> stop blaming. Oh. Okay. The we're flame. At What's the bid now? 15 by Kevin. Noel, are you outbidding Kevin? I mean, he's not French, but I'm ready to spend funny. Question, Kevin, answer. I mean, I might as well just go 46. Like, a new chosen one. How much do you want Salvi? Kevin Parker, does anyone want to contest? Noel, is he 48 Dolores worth? Uh... The answer is no. Kevin gets him. Kevin's team is done. Kevin, if you want, uh, you can go get a snack. Congrats. And when we're done, I'll let you know for the goodbye, okay? Go, congrats, Kevin. Your final team, Dark Hydra, Zyko, Kevin Parker, Elia, Salvi, a firm believer in Doc Supremacy with one multicaster player in the background, making sure <laughs> have some, some ranged options for the battle. I like it. <laughs> Well-assembled uh, team. Uh, you just bid, right, Noel? For Salvi? Uh, no, no, he, he's, he's coming. No, but I mean, you, you, you offered him up to the, for the bidding, no? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Okay. Don't yeah, you found a no. Um, you don't have much good gold left. Let's go with Yedisor for one. Five. Five. Noel? Uh, it's tough. I'm, I'm thinking it's up to you. Alan? I mean, I, I like, I, well, I'm laughing to beat all of you, that's up to me. <laughs> you want to just guarantee you can? <laughs> no, right. thank you, I'm good on five. Seven, seven for Yedizor. No. Do you like uh, Jedusar? Well, it wasn't enticing at five, but now at seven, he's like, yeah, now it's, now it's looking good. Now it's looking better. I mean, maybe he wants to contest you, he doesn't want to contest me because I'm too rich. Like, you know, that it's, it's it, he might be a smart man. Okay, I, I will do ten. This see? There you go. Panda, how do you feel about that? I think we have to study some, do some bot reviewing of the NA fantasy drafts. I think we should, we should before next episode, I'll send a few examples. Let's just see. They need to study us. Like, this is the premium economics going here. Alan? I'm good, thanks. I'll go 11 for Yedizor. Uh, okay, 15. All right, 15 for Yedizor. Alan? I'm good. We go for it. Okay, we'll leave it at 15 then. Goes to Noel, who's assembling his French roster, plus Zulanash. And Alan, you bid next. Sinar, five. Tinar, five. Oh? Uh, 
I, I will leave him up to you. Okay. So good. This is Shinar for five. I'll do Shinar for eight. I'm good. You can have it. All right. Noel? He's yours. All right. Oh, that is, that is a bargain. That is a very good bargain. Noel, you offer up for the bidding. Okay. Um, double. Double six zero. Double. Oh, he didn't want to let it slip through. Okay. He didn't, he didn't, want, can, he didn't want Canvas to solo queue, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has to get the duo queue. He's getting the duo queue League of Legends <laughs> team online. How much? All right, so much. Uh, 15. 20. 15. 20. Double for 20. 25? Okay, 25. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> 26. 26. 26. 30. 30. From Noel, who right, adds 55 bucks. 31 from Alan. Using his well-earned cash. I think I think you forgot to update Noel's money. No, he he already bought. Oh yes, so how much? Uh, Fifteen. I, uh, yeah. Yes, forty good. left. Uh, I'm out. Thirty-one for double. No, no. For, uh, how much then? Oh yeah, I did thirty-two. Thirty-one. Uh, I'm gonna go thirty-five. If you want him, you gotta get him. That's <laughs> you a gotta good fight, beat. Alan. You gotta that's fight. A smart Get down into the mud, buddy. That's, no, that's a smart bid. Oh, you know you can get for one dollar. You know that you can get a decent one for one dollar. Anyway. Of course, I've, I've been watching Bryce. I know what he's doing in poor <sighs> NA, making these poor players who only play TFT bit overbid for everyone. Fine, thirty-six. Thirty-six for double. Allen. And who you bid for him, Nono? Yeah. Uh, I bought. I didn't buy my stuff for thirty six. Uh, stop scamming me. Okay, so I I offer for the bidding, right? <laughs> Father, I see this the scam. Please, you're gonna later do the trans oh, transfer. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> to your team double. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> like, I'm not getting scammed right here. Hey, I will Cam is also gone. I will bid up Enzo for one dollar. Five. Ten. Panda? Uh, I'm good. Eleven. Eleven. Okay, it's yours. I'm out. I mean, I've seen his cards. And he's for eleven. I'm very happy. I would pay even more for him. No stupid thing for Master's double. Enzo for that's, 11. That's cheap. I'll go... 20 for Enzo. I'm bidding 20. Mm -hmm. <laughs> who's, who's researching? What are, you, what are you typing out? He's checking his LP. Oh, no. <laughs> He's checking his EUS rank. 20 current bid. Anzo deserves much more than 20, even. I'm looking if I want anyone else more. Which one? 21 for Enzo. No, any higher? Oh, no, no, no. 
I'm saving for someone else. All right. You sold to Alan for 21 bucks. Noel or no, Alan, you, you, no, yeah, Alan, you offer for the bid. 18 bucks left for Alan. 40 still for Noel. Waiting for the French players. Coco one. Coco, one buck. Okay, five. Five. I will do 15 for Coco. I, I do 20. 20 for Coco. I cannot bait any longer. It's just your amino all. I will do 21. I'm out. Out. Coco is mine for 21 bucks. Uh, Noel, you propose. Experian. Experian. Oh, by I, the way, I, Noel, just in case it helps you, the second column is mostly French players. So you can just, <laughs> you can just go to the list. Well, I, I will keep it short. Uh, 19. Experian for 19. It's yours. Yes. Thank you, Alan, for saving me the time. I mean, that's a good strat. You can buy whatever he wants. And now I will propose final player. We're all very close. So it's easy to, uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to go with. Oh, I see. I make it most call. I'm gonna go with Ging for one dollar. I've you do twenty one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice to get you out of the way. <laughs> Ging for twenty one, Alan. You propose? Who do you not want, Panda? <laughs> it's hard one. There's a lot of good ones left. There's there are so many good players not is... not being yeah, picked. Yeah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> you dumb boss yeah. bought me. Like what you buy? He's, he, I thought you would pay more for yourself, man. Where'd, you, where'd your ego go all of a sudden? Oh, I am the least ego player, trust me. You bought Salvi for 46. Uh, man, can I sell this Alan guy? I'll sell him for a higher... I'll get less money back. I don't care. I won't get the full refund. I'll get just seven back. No, you can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't decide between two. You know what? I'll take uh, Zoro for 18. Zoro for 18. Alright. He eliminated me in the Vegas as well. He does I just pick who I, I want. I him. Hmm. My last player. Let's see. Let's go through the list very slowly. All gonna pop off. I don't know if I can trust. Oh, there's there's one player who uh, who really should have been picked. Actually, my opinion. Why didn't you pick him then? Because he's uh... not German. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with. Artemen for 15. 
Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Yeah, that's the that's. I was between yeah, that's Tarzan and Zoro, pretty much. All right, fantasy draft task included. England was kind of scuffed because EU is very different to NA with how it plays out because there's so many good players. Where I think it's it's. Well, we'll see in future editions how the strategy evolves. My team, Alan ZQ, hands <laughs> to my head. Wet jungler, Yoink from Canada. Janar, Lecoco, and Tartiman. Oh, man. Uh, Alan's team, I'm so fresh. Shurkane, double 61, playing League of Legends. Enzo and Zoro, the disco enjoyer with TF buffs coming up the line. Kevin Parker, Dark Hydra, Zyko, Kevin Parker, Aaliyah, and Salby for $46. And Noel, Zulanash, Cambiz, Yedizor, Experian, and Ging. Chat, you can now vote. Who you think has? The strongest team. Not vote, but just just write it in the chat. Uh, I need some moderators to do some I mean, polls and voting. Isn't it obvious that I just nailed the draft, you guys? All right. Are you are you guys happy with your team from one to ten? No. Oh. How, how happy are you <laughs> with your team? I'm like quite happy. I mean, I wanted four French players, but like three is good enough. <laughs> but like, I'm happy that I got King and Experian and Campus. Like, I think they are all making it to day three and uh, probably like top fifteen. So I'm, I'm confident that I can win this. I mean, all, all these teams are really good. It's actually kind of hard for, uh, I mean, for me personally to, to say which one's the best. And from one to 10, are you happy? Kevin, what's, what's your rating on your team? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of sad. I didn't get the all German lineup. I just wanted to like, uh, you know, bump Zyko up a bit. Cause I think he's a good player. And then you guys just like, yeah, same and then you guys just draw some completely. I got okay. stuck with this dude on my team. I think my team would be flawless if it was not for Alan. Like a stain on, on my perfect roster. Of I mean, you just got outplayed, homie. Just, <laughs> just leave it. I really thought from all our years of interacting that your ego would at least so, make you vote like twice. I am very, I am very well aware of my own skill. Alright, Alan, you're happy with your roster? Oh, I think I uh, nailed it. This is exactly, like, if I imagined my roster, it was 4 out of 5 for those players. And before the, before I started. So, okay. very happy. I would say also 9 out of 10, except for he who shall not be named in my <laughs> number one slot. Uh, I'm very happy. I think, I mean, my team, Wadzongler, he cannot not make day three. It's literally impossible. Already guaranteed points. Nara as well. I think similarly, like Coco, I mean, I mean, his roster, Tardem is like second or third on ladder right now, and he's been a beast entire set. And Alan, I think it's, you know, the time has come for you to pop off and maybe uh, step up <laughs> in the tournaments. You know, you've been doing well on ladder this set. Bro, did you see, did you see my stuff? Let's see, let's see the Legends of Runeterra world champion. Let's, let's see that. Let's see that mental come into this. I mean, did you see And you're testing, you're testing different comps, you know, it's normal. Disco, you had to see if the disease was still there. It is. But you won't be playing it on GSC. <laughs> All right, that's gonna be it for the fantasy drafts. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this experience. I know it wasn't maybe as clean. It's, it's hard to really do something like this unless you have experience with it. But it'll be a learning process for future guests. They'll be able to look through this draft and see what not to do <laughs> early on. Uh, and that'll be it for the episode as well. Any last thoughts, Kevin? You want to share in terms of your mental zone coming into this weekend? How do you feel? Confidence? What are your expectations? I mean, my expectation is definitely making day three and then not uh, finishing like bottom four because that, that should probably be the amount of points that I need. Like, uh, 
I, I have 25, so 30 to 35 should be safe. 35 is probably like okay. guaranteed safe. So uh, yeah, that's that's gonna be my goal, and I'm feeling pretty confident. So, alright, <laughs> Noel, you're in a similar spot, I, I think, from like GSC point wise in terms of qualifying the finals. Yeah, like I probably need up 25, maybe 20, right. I think, to qualify. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, not really sure, but I definitely have to make day three. So, yeah, I, I believe I can. I just need need some preparation these uh, upcoming days and. I'm gonna watch Alan's stream to know how not to bat for. And, uh... <laughs> wait, wait! Don't flame my fantasy draft. I have <laughs> protection against flaming my fantasy team. Alan included, unfortunately. Alan, how are you feeling now? Let's be let's be serious, okay? Please, for the sake of the fantasy draft. <laughs> how are you feeling about your dominance level? Really good, right? You've been studying with a really probably secret prep group with really good players, and they're telling you all the tech. <laughs> And surely you're, you're not clear. <laughs> but we lost him. All right. Thank you, Alan, for the very insightful confidence. It seems like you're maybe too confident, but, you know, I'm here to calm you down. Uh, you'll do well, but maybe not that well. Okay, maybe maybe top five, Alan. I agree with you. Thank you very much. Thank you. On my end, I'm not playing, but I'll be casting it and really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be uh, a really fun GSC. Uh, I think it's really been fun doing instrumentation. I think hopefully we'll see increased level just across the board, everyone just making better plays and picking better lines. And hopefully our region was elevated in the process. And we get to see that in GSC this weekend. And hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. It was great having you guys, Kevin and Noel. Great to, to see you guys loosen up a bit with the fantasy draft and, and have some more, you know, hearing different opinions on different players is always really nice, especially with the cross-region kind of stuff. So it'll be the first of many. We'll be back for the preview of regional finals. And... If these uh, episodes pop off and if everyone likes them, maybe we'll start doing like an A, the review events or review podcast episodes. So after GSC2, we'll do one next week, for example. We're not in this case right now, but maybe for set 11, we'll follow their kind of schedule and do many more of these uh, in the future. So hope you guys enjoyed and take care.